0: Hello friends. Today is a very special episode of the Sports 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 Podcast with me, Nick Drago. See, today's episode is completely unscripted. So I have no idea what I'm gonna say next. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. I just emerged from the woods. It was opening day of hunting, so didn't really have time to work on a podcast. However, we have some exciting stuff for you today. Obviously, we're still going to go through the scores for the NFL, NBA, and NHL, along with their standings. But more importantly, Timothy Nunzig joins us on the show today. He is our soccer expert, and he's got a lot to say about this new Super League. So do not go anywhere, friends, because sports, sports, sports is now. Ah! Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Sports 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 Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. If you like what you hear on the show today, please subscribe that, hit that subscribe button, go to YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook. We're on Twitter too. Yeah, we're on Twitter. Um, Just type in Sports Sports with Nick Drago. You should be able to find us. If you have trouble, you can always email us, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing questions, comments, concerns. What do we talk about on the show? Let me tell you. So our show is here to give you a quick recap of uh, this previous week's events in the sporting world, along with providing some insight into the next. Now, this week, like I said, we have a very special episode. Timothy Nunzig's is joining us for a very long chat on how to fix soccer. We're going to get into that, but first... Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the NFL. A lot of stuff happened today. Uh, well, first, Thursday, the Thursday night game. The Seahawks, they beat the Packers 27-24. Uh, the Saints, they beat the Eagles. That was today. They crushed them 48-7. to uh, If you're an Eagles fan and you still are holding on hope for them to win the Super Bowl again, I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. And I live in Philadelphia, too. I'd love to see it, but mm nope. Not happening. Broncos, they beat the Chargers 23-22. That was a shocker. Chargers, their third loss of the year. Phillip Rivers, though, threw for 401 yards. He had three TDs. Um, Moving ahead, the Raiders, they beat the Cardinals, although there was some trouble on the sideline. Gruden and Carr getting into some heated words. Which one of them will be off the team first? I don't know yet, but it's most likely going to be Derek Carr. He had 132 yards and two touchdowns. The Ravens, they beat the Bengals. Lamar Jackson rushed for 117 yards. Now, Lamar Jackson, mind you, is a quarterback. That's right. The Ravens started Lamar Jackson at quarterback today. He rushed for 117 yards. He led the team. Um, And that basically was what the Ravens needed in order to win. Texans, they beat the Redskins 23-21. Alex Smith is done for the season. And who, his ankle doesn't uh, I'm sorry, his knee does not look good. They're gonna want to uh they're gonna want to look at that. <clears throat> Colts, they beat the Titans 38-10. Andrew Luck had a great game. Unfortunately, I benched him in my fantasy team. The Lions, they beat the Panthers 20-19. Uh the Cowboys, they get their fifth win of the year, 22-19 over the Falcons. Uh, The Bears, they are currently beating the Vikings right now. The third uh, quarter is coming to a close, but it's 14-0. Most likely going to be a Bears victory, but you never really know. Giants, they finally got a win over the Buccaneers. They won 38-35. And the Steelers come from behind victory 20-16. Ben Roethlisberger, he had 314 yards, two TDs, and three interceptions. Leonard Fournette, he had 95 yards and a touchdown, still looking fantastic since his return from injury. Currently, the standings look like this. In the AFC East, you have the Patriots on top at 7-3. To the Steelers are leading the AFC North 7-2. The Houston Texans are 7-3 in the AFC South. And if you want to look at the AFC West, which I suppose we should, uh, the Chiefs, they are 9-1. and one. The LA Chargers, they would be that first wildcard spot. If the season ends today... Chargers are 7-3. Any other conference, they'd be number one. Although well, they, they did not look great today. But um, <clears throat> in the AFC West, they're number two behind the Chiefs. The next team up is really a toss-up because you have the Dolphins at 5-5, five five, the Ravens are 5-5, five five, the Bengals are 5-5, five five, the Colts are 5-5, five and, five, and the Titans are 5-5. Five five. Any one of those teams could be in the wild card slot right now. I don't know technically which one it would be, Um <clears throat> But um, just just know that that second wild card slot is going to be heavily contested, not by my beloved Jets, however, who are three and seven. Uh, looking at the NFC in the East, the Redskins are now on top, uh, six and four. But the Cowboys are catching up, um, and if Alex Smith really is done for the season, Washington may start to drop a little bit. <clears throat> in the NFC North, you have the Bears at six and three. The South has the New Orleans Saints; they're nine and one. And the West, of course, has the Rams. At nine and one as well. Who are your wild card teams? Well, you have the Carolina Panthers. They're six and four, and then you have a couple five and five teams here as well. The Dallas Cowboys. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. The Minnesota Vikings. They would be the next team up because they have a higher uh, win percentage. So you'd have the Vikings and the Panthers. Those would be your two wild card teams. Either way, even though the, the in a lot of these conferences or a lot of these divisions, the number one team looks like it's set in stone there are some other teams that could sneak into the playoffs with some maybe not so great records. All right, so uh, NBA scoreboard for today. The Magic, they crushed the Knicks, 131-117. Grizzlies beat the Timberwolves, 187. The Lakers, whoa. LeBron James, 51 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, as the Lakers beat up his f- former, his former, former team, the Miami Heat. Blazers, they won 119 to 109 against the wizards and the spurs beat the warriors now there's been trouble in paradise for uh, o- uh not oklahoma for for golden state uh golden states uh draymond green and kevin durant have been button heads a little bit the last few weeks a little bit of a feud uh as of now We don't know which one the team's going to keep because their contracts are both up this year and both dudes are going to want to get paid because they're on a four-time defending champion. Yes, I'm saying four-time because I'm assuming that they're going to win it again this year because there's really no other team that looks comparable. Um, So, you know, obviously there's still a lot to go in the season, but... um, you never really know while we're on the subject though. They did drop to second place. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers are in first at eleven and five. Um, and the Golden State Warriors are in second. They are at twelve and six. Memphis Grizzlies ten and five. LA Clippers ten and five. Oklahoma City Thunder ten and five. Denver Nuggets ten and six. In uh, seventh, the Lakers are actually in a playoff spot. I really didn't think that would happen. The Pelicans, they're 9-7. They're in a playoff spot as well. And then the Spurs, Rockets, and the Utah Jazz, and, and even the Sacramento Kings, who were all up there a week ago, are they're there, but they're not in the playoffs just yet. They're on the outside looking in. I should note, though, the Houston Rockets, four, four straight wins right now. Uh Which, after eliminating Carmelo Anthony from their roster, where he's gonna go, I don't really know. Apparently, the Puerto Rican national team wants him to sign with them. I really don't see that one happening, but uh, someone's desperate enough. I mean, who's last place in the standings here? Maybe not in the West. I mean, the Phoenix Suns, he's not gonna want to play there. The Cavaliers, Cavaliers could totally use him, or the Knicks, don't go to the Knicks, please don't come back to the Knicks. While we're on the subject, the Eastern Conference, the Knicks are not in a playoff spot, but. Toronto Raptors are at 13-4, the Bucks at 11-4, the Pacers at 10-6, the 76ers with Jimmy Butler 11-7, they've won two, they've won two straight since he's come aboard, they did lose their first game with him, but that's not the point. The Boston Celtics, they're 9-7, still not looking great, Pistons, they're at six 7-6, Orlando Magic at 9-8, and, and the Hornets losing record at 7-8, but they're still in that 8th playoff spot. Uh, Right behind them is the Brooklyn Nets at 7-10. The Heat, 6-10. And and then you just have a a handful of terrible teams, which include the Hawks and the Cavaliers. They're both in last place. Moving on real quick, NHL. Today, the Golden Knights, they beat the Oilers. Oh, they're, hold on, sorry. That game's not over. They're crushing the Oilers, though, 5-2. Ducks are currently beating the Avalanche, 3-2. The Stars beat up the Islanders, 6-2. Wow, six goals. Holy cannoli. Hurricanes, they beat the Devils 2-1. And the Blackhawks got a win over the Wild 3-1. Those standings are a little bit insane right now. Now, the the Atlantic Division looks pretty normal. Tampa Bay is on top. The Maple Leafs, oh, the mm, Buffalo Sabres are in there as well. Yep, Buffalo Sabres are 26 points. And then the Bruins there at 25. And the Canadians are also at 25. In the Metropolitan Division... Blue Jackets are still on top at 26 points. The Islanders and the Rangers both have 20-22. I I don't really see that lasting. And then you have the Capitals, Hurricanes, Flyers, Devils, and in last place, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm just going to strike this NHL season from my memory because I don't want to think about the Penguins being in last place. But that's where they are right now. So. Moving on. Western Conference, the Predators are on top 29 in the Central, followed by the White Lightning and the Wild. In the Pacific, you have the Sharkies on top, the Flames, the Canucks. Um, And then your two wildcard teams would both be from the Central. That would be the Jets and the Stars. So exciting stuff happening in NHL world. Any other big news from this week? Mm, I don't think so. I think we covered basically all of it. Uh, So... We're gonna take a quick commercial break. But when we return, Timothy Nunzig will be here on the show to talk a lot about America's pastime. Soccer. No, I'm just kidding. Well, not about the soccer thing, the America's past. You know what? Let's just go to commercial break. Right now. Start the break. upon us, friends. I hope you have your North Faces and your PSLs ready, because you're going to need them. I have to say, both of those companies have really good branding. I mean, who, who doesn't want that for their own company? We here at Sports 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 are looking for the same like-minded companies who want to grow their brands by advertising through us. Want to be involved? It's easy. Just email us at sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Right now we're offering free advertising on our show, so please shoot us a message and take advantage of this offer. Okay, that's all I have to say. Let's get back to the show. crowd silent now as opposed to when the saints have the ball oh look at this one what a run marshall lynch still on his feet has blockers now he's dancing his way friends welcome back to the show now <clears throat> like i mentioned earlier joining us today is soccer analyst timothy nunzig he's a good friend of mine and he wanted to come on the show to talk about the European Super League that could be forming very soon. Now, if you're unaware of the league, it's basically all of Europe's top teams planning to leave all of their current leagues to start their own. Think about that for a second. Think of it like this. What if the Dallas Cowboys, Patriots, the Packers, um, the Yankees, the Cardinals, the Mets, well, maybe not the Mets, the Red Sox, um, the Detroit Red Rings, the Penguins, all of the top teams from every league leaving to join their own league. Why? No, well, it's a lot more money in it for them. I have my own theories and thoughts on it, as does Tim. We're going to talk about that right now. So Timothy Nunzig, he's here on the show. Tim, thank you for joining the show today. How are you?
1: Thank you very much for having me. I'm doing quite well.
0: Good. Now, before we say anything... Before we talk about anything, we have right. to bring up something very important. Yes, we do. You and I are playing each other this week in fantasy football, and I really need you to lose.
1: It is quite a matchup, but I do not want to sacrifice my standing at the top of the table.
0: Are you are you five and what are you twelve and one? Four hundred and one? You're nine and one. Nine and one. I think you can afford that loss. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very desperate right now. So I have a good team. Let let me just yeah. let me just say I have Andrew Luck, Forte, Kareem Hunt, you know Smith Schuster. Um, but I had a really rough start to the season, so they're just they're they just they're sucking wind. Well, Fournette was was injured like half the season, so he basically yeah. just took up a roster spot on the bench. So. Yeah, your
1: squad is there. I uh, I had to make a couple of moves just to make sure that I was uh reassured of my mm-hmm. team, but uh
0: yeah, and right now. I have an empty kicker slot, so you better watch oh, out. That. I'll, I'll beat you I think without the a kicker slot. Was empty too. It sure is. We're working on that as well. <laughs> darn, the darn Forty ers are off this week. Ah, uh, bye weeks always killers. Mm-hmm. Oh well, but that's all right, Timothy. I don't know. I think I think you got a pretty good team though. You got Pat Mahomes and Gordon Mixon. I'm kind of mad you picked up Nick Chubb because I wanted him like two weeks ago. Yeah, I got lucky with that one. I sat there, I stared at him like, nah, what do I need him for? And then you picked him up and I was like, son of a biscuit, I should have taken him.
1: Yeah, I don't follow football that closely, but I heard about the the trade. That meant he was going to become the number one running back on the team. And I just, I guess I got him at the right time and paid off big time last week. And he had 31 points.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah, you're not you're not as big of a football fan unless you're talking about the European sense of the word. Is that correct?
1: That is absolutely true.
0: And that's the exact reason we brought you on here today, Tim. So, Perfect. You and I, you, you had uh, texted into the show last week to give some of your opinions on the proposed Super League. Yes. So tell me Thank a little you. bit. Congrats. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Essentially, what's happening is. A couple of the biggest clubs in Europe, you know, your Barcelona's Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Juventus, those type of clubs are essentially saying, you know, we, all, everyone's tuning in to watch us. We're the biggest names. We have all the biggest players. We want a bigger slice of the pie. We want most of the revenue money. We don't want to have to share with all these other teams that are kind of riding our coattails and just along for the ride. Mm-hmm. so essentially what they're proposing is they want to create their own league they want to leave their domestic leagues whether it's you know the English Premier League or the Bundesliga or anything like that they want to create their own league and they're marketing this as oh look, we've got the best teams in the world and they're going to be playing each other more often isn't that great but the reality is you prevent any other teams from rising to that level you're pretty much blocking out you know, 99% of the soccer world
0: now, how many other teams really do rise to that level? Because it's really hard to be successful in soccer.
1: It is. Well, I mean, a couple of years ago, you saw Leicester City, who defied, you know, the biggest odds pretty much in sports history, and won the Premier League. You're you're pretty much saying that there can never be any underdog story or Cinderella tale like that in the sport ever again.
0: But if you if you pull these teams together and create one league, what, what is it? Eleven teams, right?
1: There are 11 teams that are said to be involved right now, and they're looking to create it with around 16 or so teams. Do you know who all the teams are? They haven't confirmed them all. It's all kind of, you know, hearsay. Nothing's been actually confirmed.
0: The ones but I heard... Of
1: those bigger teams.
0: I believe it was um, Man U, Juventus, um, uh, Barcelona, Madrid, Bayern Munich. Um,
1: right. AC Milan was probably one of them Milan,
0: too. Yeah, Milan would probably run. I would think some of the other Premier League teams like Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, I think Manchester City was like on the bubble. Um,
1: a lot of those English teams have come out and said that they're actually against it. Who knows if that's just them, you know, not yeah. trying to associate themselves with it. But really what this stems from is a bigger problem that relates to the English Premier League and that there's such a... A divide in the amount of money that these leagues are making you look at the English Premier League and since they've signed this massive deal with NBC to show all the Premier League games yeah. they've got all this TV revenue they do all this marketing all this merchandise sales and the amount of money they make just is it trumps everything that these other guys are doing I actually I've got some stats here oh I love this, statistics um, here we go yeah. Always good. So this past summer in the transfer market before the new season started, the team that spent the most money in Germany was Borussia Dortmund. They spent $73 million. (laughs) In the Premier League this summer, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams spent more money than that. Really? And one of them was Fulham, who just got promoted. Yeah. And spending millions more than one of the best teams in Germany. It's Hmm. just the money in the game is just so lopsided. I
0: I didn't know that. So Premier League, you're telling me that the Premier League teams, English soccer teams, make way more than some of, like, than the the German. We'll just use Germany as an example because Bundesliga is, it's popular, it's big, it's high quality of play, but I wouldn't put them on the same level as Premier League or La Liga, which is, you know, the league of Spain, Spain's Hmm. soccer league.
1: Well, it's funny because in terms of, you know, fan attendance numbers in the actual stadiums the bundesliga is always the top average wise out of all the leagues but these the tv revenue and all this other marketing and merchandising it's just the premier league is viewed as like the main attraction and it's they make it tough for anyone to compete because you get these random teams like foam not random but a team that hasn't really been that relevant they just got promoted from from the, the lower division they're entering the premier league and they're splashing all this cash. They spent according to this chart, they spent one hundred and seventeen uh hundred 117 million Euros. Wow. So over a hundred million. And they were one of five teams in the Premier League to spend over a hundred million Euros on players this summer.
0: Yeah. I mean one of the things I do like about European soccer. So I'm gonna tell you right off the bat where you know where I stand on this. I'm an American Okay. Right. I, I would like it if soccer were to become a more American sport. All right. And, and we'll get, trust me, we'll, I have a lot to say on that. But <laughs> the one thing I do like about Premier League is promotion relegation, right? You yes. are rewarded. You get a reward for being the best team. If you are the worst team, You do not get a reward. You get moved into the minor leagues, in putting it in American terms, right? Exactly. It's a fight for survival. Whereas in here, in the United States, if you are the worst team, you get a reward. Here is a present. You get to pick the top player in the draft, right? Yeah. It doesn't make
1: sense. Or in hockey, here in New York, the New York Rangers are, everyone, all their fans want them to tank and basically not try all season long so they can get the top pick in the draft. Yeah. It's, so it, it's a waste of an entire year.
0: It does stop teams from tanking. Um, however, I forgot where I was going to go with this. Well, either way, I mean, the idea of promotion realization can't work for, for MLS. It doesn't work in the United States, which is fine. Right. But... What works in the United States is what we have now. I mean, American soccer, well, not soccer, but, you know, all, let's say the big four American sports have been around for almost 100 years, most of them over 100 years. I think the NBA is the only one that's not 100 years old at this point. Um, but I mm-hmm. could be wrong about that. But e- either way, it's been working, right? Why can't that work for European soccer? Why can't you just take, you know, who gives, who cares about watching Ipswich versus Crystal Palace? And I guarantee none of my listeners know either of those teams. Who cares about watching that on a Saturday morning when I could be watching Barcelona and um, and, and Bayern Munich, or a big match like that? Yeah.
1: The main difference is, I'll, I'll compare it to MLB for an example. MLB, there are tons of baseball teams in America, mm-hmm. you got all the minor league teams, triple-A, double-A, AA, single-A, all that. But all those minor league teams are affiliated with a major league team. Mm-hmm. So it all trickles down some way. In Europe, all these teams are all independent clubs. right? So they're, they're all trying to improve themselves and better themselves and work their way up to that the top division in their country. So with the Super League, you're essentially saying that none of these teams can ever get there.
0: It's true. I mean, oh, unless, and- unless the Super League creates their own version of promotion relegation, but of course UEFA and FIFA want nothing to do with this whole thing, so they would never allow something like that.
1: Right, and now reports are coming out that FIFA would punish any players who participate in this Super League by banning them from the World Cup.
0: Do you really think they would do that, though? They make a lot <laughs> of money on those people playing. I mean, come, I think yeah, that's yeah. a bluff.
1: Those players are the entire marketing for the World Cup. The The whole appeal <laughs> yeah. is that it's all the best players in the world competing against each other, and to not have them there is just...
0: I mean, hey, it gives the U.S. a better chance, at least, if Messi, Ronaldo, all those guys just stay home. I'll happily take that.
1: Yeah, but, I don't think we have too many American players in the Super League.
0: N- no, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any that play for the big clubs right now. and I, I can't think of any. You might, you might be able to.
1: There are a couple, a couple of our younger guys. Christian Pulisic, if Dortmund ends up being in the Super League, Tim White plays for PSG, Mm -hmm. he would probably be one of them. So there are a couple, but
0: Now, I have to bring this up because I happen to know where your fandom lies. As a Uh, a Tottenham Spurs fan, that is most likely a bubble team at best to get into this Super League. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I actually almost wore my jersey, but I didn't want to appear biased. I guess I should have.
0: You could but I wear my Penguins jersey, come on.
1: <laughs> I I would say that Tottenham as a team would probably be on the outside looking in. They'd be right on the bubble, but probably on the outside. Which what? could benefit them because they could be they would be just about the best of the rest.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't I I feel like that would be a good thing at least for them because then hey, we could just dominate Premier League. Because you get rid of all those teams. I'm assuming I think Manchester City should be in, but I'm pretty sure they're a bubble team too, because they have a lot of um, there's some, some kind of like financial issues or something going on with them. I don't you might know that there but.
1: Are all sorts of leads coming out regarding Manchester City and PSG. Yeah. So that could definitely throw a wrench in the plans, but
0: Yeah, those were the two were in doubt. Throw
1: that up, they would definitely be involved. Right. They would be considered.
0: Yeah. So I mean beyond Beyond Manchester City, the other the other three top teams in Premier League are Man U, Chelsea, uh, and Arsenal, who will absolutely right. all be in.
1: Um, yeah, I guess so. But even so, you would you would always know that you're you're just the best of the rest. And the other issue, the ne- the new thing that's coming out now is they're saying that with this initial super league setup that they want to do. The contract that they're going to sign with all these teams, the initial run of it, is a 20-year contract.
0: To so, be in the Super League.
1: So these teams would be locked in for 20 years.
0: What does it matter? They're, they're planning to do this big thing anyway. If they do this, they're essentially killing soccer. In, I mean, I'm sure you know, team, people will always have their favorite teams. Um, and I suppose fandom over there is a little different. Like People will root for a Tier 2 or a Tier 3 team like they're the best thing since sliced bread. But I feel yeah. like it's going to kill the so- UEFA and, and soccer as we know it, and just create this new league that's going to be comparable to, you know, and the NFL or something like that.
1: Yeah, essentially they they just they're trying to, you know, bring all these teams together and say we're starting this new league and it's more important than all these other competitions that have existed for hundreds of years. The FA Cup in England goes back to the 1800s.
0: Do you think? And- Do you think that that's going to. Do you think that that will just end? That eventually, with the Super League getting better and better and Premier League getting worse and worse and getting the lower quality of players, do you think the FA Cup is just going to fold or is it going to be adopted in some way? I mean, eventually, these countries are going to have to say, you know what? Or these other leagues, Premier League, La Liga, they're just going to have to say, you know what? We have to accept this for what it is.
1: I don't know if it'll fold, but it'll just slowly become less and less relevant because you're not going to have the best teams competing. You're not yeah. going to have these huge matchups and these huge upset stories like a, a team like Manchester United getting knocked out by, you know, MK Dons or something like that, like what happened a few years ago. There, there are not going to be any more of those thrilling upset stories anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, there could still be thrilling upsets. It's just going to be between su- these super teams. You know, I guess there are some on, uh, you know, that are on a different level than others. And again, if it becomes like a, you know, like a league, like the NFL, you're always going to have a team that's really, really good and better than the rest. and You're going to have a team that's not as good, but you put them somewhere else and they'll crush. you like the Cleveland Browns. People used to joke that, you know, oh, the, um, who is it? Alabama could beat the Cleveland Browns. No, they can't. They can't. You're, you're looking at a team of professional football players. You're going to have the same situation here. Yeah, maybe Juventus goes a season where they're like one in, I don't know, how many games do they play? 40? Like, maybe they go 30. like 38, right? Okay, so one in 37. But you put them in Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, they're still the best team. Right. I don't know. I'm just saying is that you could still have upsets. You can still have some exciting things occur. Well, um,
1: if it's the same, you know, 15, 16 super teams playing each other over and over are there really any upsets at that point? They're all the richest teams. They're all perfectly capable. Any team could win on any day. It's not like one team is going to be so much better than the other. There's not going to be very many lopsided games.
0: I think part of the problem, too, is the players can just go wherever they want. Like There's yeah. no there's no such thing as like a draft or anything like that. If I'm Ronaldo and I say, you know what? I feel bad. I'm picking on Juventus. It's just the first name that pops into my head. But if I'm, <laughs> if I'm Ronaldo and I'm like, you know what, my team's 1-30-something, I'm just going to play for Man U next year. They have the money, and I can win, a you know, the super-duper cup or whatever the hell they want to call it.
1: Yeah. Juventus is actually off to their best start ever to start a Serie A league. So Sorry. you can pick on them all you want. I don't think they're going to be bothered by it.
0: <laughs> Sorry. I, I actually li- I like Juventus. I mean, they're not my favorite Serie A team, whatever. Yeah. Um, but they're they're at least the best team in the Italian leagues and as an Italian myself at least I can say something like, Hey, there's them. They're right. there.
1: Actually, representing I think, Italy. What's that? They're representing Italy.
0: Yeah, I think for Italy I usually root for Palermo and they're just they I think they're tier two now. They're not even that good anymore. They were tier hmm. one for a while.
1: I think no, I think they're in the first division right now. I think they're in Serie A still. Oh, okay. I have to double check. But yeah, they're they're a team, They're another team that's been historically great, but they've they've come on hard times. It's you know, I mean, the economy in general in Italy hasn't been good right now. So you know, fan attendance is suffering. All the all the financials. Juventus is really the only team that's making money year in year out, yeah. and that's because they've been at the top for you know five or six years now.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, you, I mean, you make a you make a pretty good point. Um <clears throat> one of the other things I heard is that to try and fix this little dust up is that uh UEFA wants to have Champions League games on sat on Saturdays now or on weekends instead of on Wednesdays. How do you feel about that?
1: There has been talk about flip-flopping it. I don't know if it would necessarily work because you know the whole appeal of these weekend domestic league games is that all the fans can travel to all their team games but if your team is playing over the weekend in the champions league and you got to travel from england to ukraine you're not going to go and see that game really yeah and then your home game during the week is going to be on a wednesday when you're, you're you might have to leave work early to get there on time you might have work early the next morning you can't even stay the whole game so it just it would ruin the whole fan experience.
0: It's going to hurt fan attendance if you do something like that. You know, more people, even at home, more people are going to want to tune in once again to a Champions League game, unless it's their team playing Premier League. So you run into the same issue here. Exactly. Um, let's say let's say this all goes down, right? We get the Super League, and then you have all of these inferior leagues in Europe. Where does that put MLS?
1: Uh, I don't know how much of an effect it would really have. Really, MLS has been on a very, a very strict plan, slowly raising the salary cap and everything. They're, they're trying to do it, you know, independent of what the other leagues are doing. It's just a matter of you know our own grassroots program, growing, growing the, the sport from the ground up, and really working on the infrastructure.
0: There's so many things wrong with MLS, and we'll, we'll get, we can get into that. But um, <clears throat> I feel like. If, if less revenue is going to end up going to some of these teams, let's, we'll say Tottenham, somebody who's on the bubble, or Newcastle, uh, Fulham, if less money is going to them, players aren't going to want to go play there. While MLS, players can make a good portion of money. I mean, and it depends on how greedy you are. I mean, the, the draw of playing in Europe is not just about the money, but you're playing with the best players in the world. Right? right? If you're not playing with the best players in the world anymore, wouldn't that make MLS a bit more of an attractive destination?
1: The the effect that it could have is you could see these you know Zlatan and Wayne Rooney types coming a little bit sooner once yeah. they're not able to play at that Super League level anymore. They might come in their early 30s instead of their late 30s or something like that.
0: Well, Rooney's only like 33. I was surprised by that. I thought he was older.
1: he's not that old, but He's got a lot of miles in those legs. He was playing yeah. week in and week out, as hard as he could for years and years. Yeah, I mean, man, so he, use the team. Same thing play. with Schweinsteiger. He's thirty three or thirty four, and he's he's like an old man practically. But he's ah uh, he's I making it work.
0: Name. now. I love his name. Where is he playing right now?
1: He's with Chicago Fire.
0: Is he really? Oh yeah. man. I'm wearing a Chicago hat. Perfect. <laughs> you know, that's Hannah's favorite my wife, that's her favorite, uh that's her favorite team, Chicago Fire. Really? Just because of the name. Oh. <laughs> she knows nothing about MLS. <laughs> 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 and realistically, I uh, maybe I'll watch one game of NYCFC a year. Uh, mm-hmm. I heard they got their butts kicked by Atlanta the other day, so
1: Yeah, they uh they got knocked out, but uh They had a good season, and they lost to an Atlantic team that had uh, Joseph Martinez, who broke the MLS single-season scoring record. So, can't do too much about that. I think he scored two goals in the last game against them. Yeah. So, only so much you can do. They're they're a good team. They just opened their new stadium, and they're flying high.
0: I like some of the things that MLS is doing right now. So, a lot of these teams right now, what, what are they up to? 23,
1: 24 teams at the moment? Yeah, and next year, I think one more team is being added next year. I
0: think it's... They have three on the docket. Nashville, Cincinnati, and somebody else who I can't remember at the moment.
1: Yeah. I think one of them is getting added next year, and then the other two are going to be the year after that. Yeah.
0: The one thing I like is that these teams coming in, it's a requirement now to have a soccer-specific stadium.
1: That's that's a big change that they've made, and it, it total, makes a huge difference.
0: It, it's a total waste of money for for the investors... But it's good for the league because, you know, you can't survive playing all of your games in, say, Yankee Stadium or something like that, you know, to have a place right. to call your own. Now, the problem is, is it's expensive to have and maintain a stadium. And a lot of these teams aren't selling out, you know. Right. Some of them do. Some of them do really well for themselves. Look at, um, look at Seattle does very well for themselves. Um, Seattle
1: absolutely
0: does. Uh, the Galaxy used to. I don't know if they still do. Ever since Landon Donovan retired, um, they still
1: do. They've still. Uh, yeah, they're definitely still a big team.
0: Yeah, so it's like those. They sell. They sell tickets. They do a really good job. But then you have a team like um, Minnesota. Like, do they get a lot of fans in that stadium, or uh, maybe not a ton.
1: Yeah, but the important thing is that they're they're smart with all these teams that they're selecting to enter MLS. If if you have the ability to build the stadium and have put everything together like that, you've proven that you are able to sustain yourself and that you you have a strong plan in place yeah. for growth.
0: Yeah. I mean, normally I'd say, you know, you can't uh, – something like that where you're just – let's throw a bunch of money, stadium, get some players together, let's start a team. You're, it's, you're looking at years before you're making any actual money as a, as a financier or even as the owner of the team. However, if you look at a team like Atlanta, they've been in the league for two years. Suddenly, they're, they're like the best team around. You know, they, were in, they didn't win Supporter Shield. I think they were second place, right, beyond place, uh, yeah. the Red Bulls. And, mm-hmm. then, um, and, and you know, they're, they're poised to win the championship.
1: Yeah, they actually play the Red Bulls now in the semifinals.
0: Is that going on right now at this moment?
1: Not at this moment, but that's the next. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the next morning, I, think that,
0: I think that's, that's Sunday. Next
1: up. Sometime yeah. this weekend, I believe. Yeah,
0: that's good stuff. I don't, you know, I. Th- so, like I said, I'm an American soccer fan. I would like soccer to be popular in the U.S. I can absolutely see why people don't enjoy it. Uh, for one, there's no commercial breaks, so, you know, up until the last couple of years they weren't really making any money by playing this stuff on TV although now like you said Premier League signed this huge deal and um, I was just talking to somebody the other day and they were like nobody watches soccer I was like turn on NBC at uh, six seven o'clock in the morning on the weekends you'll see you'll see soccer
1: you know? yeah yeah from you know 730 to the last game of the day is usually 1230 those games all morning long into the early afternoon
0: it's all soccer is this Saturday or Sunday both
1: both so I yeah, think- they play. Usually so- more of the games are on Saturday than Sunday, but usually right. it's mostly Saturday, couple Sunday games, and then there's usually a Monday game, too.
0: So I could wake up at, like, let's say 7 a.m., because let's face it, I'm not getting up before that on a, on a weekend. Get up at no. 7, I could turn on the TV, I can watch football, enjoy some of that, and then wait until, like, 1, and I can watch football. It's exactly. Like a, it's a whole day of balls that have to do with feet, so it's, I think it's a perfect combination.
1: That's the beauty of it. It's a good way to start your morning. It doesn't interfere with anything else. You can wake up and have a a lazy Sunday morning in your pajamas and watch some of the games. Yeah. And then do what you got to do throughout the day. Watch your NFL or whatever else might be on. Yeah. It's a a nice full slate of games. That's fair.
0: I don't know. I just – a part of me thinks that – a part of me thinks that for American soccer to do well, it's a good thing to have the Super League. And a part of me thinks that it's a bad thing for soccer because all of the other reasons that we talked about and how it's gonna kill fandom essentially, which I think is your words. You said it would be the end of, you know, UEFA fandom as we know it. So it I essentially worked, yeah. I go back and forth on this whole thing.
1: Yeah. It's you know, it's it's not the answer, certainly, but the this underlying problem is just this divide with the 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 big money that the premier league is making how lopsided the the revenue is because that's that's the whole reason that this came up is because these other clubs and other nations feel like they're not able to compete and the divide is only going to grow and grow mm-hmm. and the premier league is just going to buy up every single good player that there is for, and there's just going to be no chance
0: for another for American soccer here to survive or let's not say survive for it to thrive and grow do you think it's better for american players to play in the united states and help grow mls from within or do you think it's better for them to go overseas play with some of the top competition in the world and get better individually so that we do better in international competition
1: the 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 level of training and schooling in in places in europe there's just there's no comparison You know, the US needs players like Christian Pulisic who can be the face of the sport and, you know, inspire kids to play in the United States. So just because you're not playing in the United States, you're still playing as an American. You're still wildly popular. You're considered, you know, the next face of the sport for us. So you need to go wherever you can increase your skills the most and training every day with all the best players in the world and playing under the biggest lights with the, the most fans is the best way to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You're, if you play in MLS right now, yeah, you'll you'll make a good career out of it, but you're only going to go so far.
0: Right, right. So you think it's better for some of these guys to go overseas?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. We have a lot of very good, young, talented players who are all playing at big clubs like Borussia Dortmund and PSG, like we spoke about previously. And these guys have a, a chance to really offer something that the other MLS guys really just can't. They're going to have that X factor, that extra bit of skill, that extra bit of creativity, and they're going to be that much quicker with their mind because they're going to have to try to keep up with all these guys who, like playing in someone like Lionel Messi, it's all second nature to him. He he picks out the pass or chooses to place the ball in the top corner before you even know it hits you. Yeah. And if you're not on your toes and completely up to it mentally at all times, you're not going to make it.
0: Yeah my other thing and this is this is my answer to like every issue i have with soccer why can't and why can't mls just be at the same level as uefa like why can't they just be included in uefa i know it's supposed to be the european federation blah 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 but mm-hmm. in order it, it, you would think that the European leagues are going to see that as a huge money maker for them. So they're going to get more revenue, but you'll have way more games on TV, you know. And Americans will, you know, the American sport will grow because you'll be able to have some of your players playing against top players in the world.
1: Well, it's funny you bring that up because there was a story the past couple of months that the Spanish La Liga was trying to organize a La Liga match involving Barcelona and one other team that I don't know if they had a specific game in mind or what, but they wanted to have an official La Liga game in Miami. And that caught a lot of flack. It was it was shot down right away because it was viewed as unfair to, uh, to all the La Liga fans. You know, all those Barcelona season ticket holders are missing out on a game because they're going to go play one of their games in a different country. And it's, it's something that they, they don't want at all.
0: I say that's BS because we we let we have the NFL play in uh, England all the time. They almost played in Mexico City this week. <laughs> that's a whole thing in itself because they had the <laughs> trash. Did you see the field? The thing is covered no. in garbage. So oh, okay, what? so the Rams, the Rams and the Chiefs were going to play a game in Mexico City this week, right? right? Two nine and one teams going at it, huge draw, sold out, and. The field was in such bad condition. They had some concerts. I think they had a soccer game earlier this week. And there's literally, like, trash all over the field. It looks so nasty. So they they canceled the game.
1: Oh, man. What what stadium was it? Was it supposed to be the Azteca? Yes. Do you know?
0: Yes, it oh, was. Oh, it was. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, like, Mexico's, like, most historic stadium, too. I know.
0: Wow. So, um, but anyway, so, like, other sports do this. I, I don't understand what what the issue is in you know trying to keep tradition in in Europe you know open things up to the rest of the world it's like yeah you have your own little pocket that's great you're still going to be you still have the best players are coming out of Europe you still have well and South America um but they never stay in South America anyway you know I just don't see why we have to have all of this division you want to make you want to promote soccer as the sport of the world? Open it up to the world.
1: Well, I think in this case, one of the major complaints is, you know, it, it works for the NFL because, you know, you play once a week, every Sunday or Monday, whatever it may be. Yeah. So you the team can travel to London, play a game on Sunday, fly back, be home by Monday or Tuesday, and then have, you know, five days to prepare for the next game. A team like Barcelona is going to have, you know, cup games, Champions League games in the middle of the week. Sometimes yeah. there's only three days in between games, so you can't expect them to fly all the way there, with the jet lag, fly all the way back with the jet lag again, and be ready for the next game. It's just it's going to lead to way more injuries, and and the quality of play is going to suffer.
0: That's a good point. I guess I never thought of that. I don't know. I just feel like there's a way there's a way to fix this whole thing, um, yeah. but the way that The way that the United States Soccer Association, I don't even know what they are. Um, There's a way that they're going about it, and it's just wrong. It's not working. MLS is great. It's popular. But our international team stinks. You know, the players don't have any notoriety. I couldn't tell you a single American player at this moment because all the big names are basically retired at this point, you know. Mm. Um, all the big names from, you know, the last decade or so, at least. Um, we had to phase
1: out a lot of players who just didn't have it anymore. As, as you can see, we didn't qualify for the World Cup. The yeah. biggest thing that has to happen now is the new manager of the national team has to be chosen. They, they still haven't announced it. They're waiting until the end of the MLS season. But it's, it's just kind of stalling everything right now. Because we have Dave Sarakin, who's done a good job of, you know, phasing in all these new young players but they don't see him as the long-term option and until you announce that manager things are just gonna be at a standstill that's the biggest that has to happen right now but we do have a lot of good young talented players who are in these big clubs who are looking to break through and this can end up being our most talented class of players if everything is done properly if they're they continue to train with these big clubs and we continue to develop them, and we give them the opportunities, and we set the team up properly.
0: Do you think there's a good chance? Maybe uh, I do, I think, uh, World, World Cup 2020. What's the next one? 2022. US champions. The
1: they'll be. Uh, they'll be good for that one. You know, Pulisic will be 24, something like that. He'll be just entering his prime. I'm more looking forward to 2026 when we are hosting, yeah. and all these guys are going to be pretty much entering the prime of their career.
0: That's such a perfect yeah. combination. I, I it mean, could not be lined up very well. I know it wasn't planned that way, but the the way pieces are coming together for 2026 is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to wait eight years for that to happen, but hey, whatever. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because this, this year was the World Cup, which, by the way, I predicted France would make it to the finals. Yes, That's you right? did. Yes. And my,
1: my Germany fell flat on their faces.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's as to be expected. The past couple of World Cup winners have, you know, failed miserably the next time out when they try to defend it. Mm-hmm. It's, they all make the same mistake. Four years later, they try to play, you know, the same squad with the same players. But four years is a long time, and a lot of these guys just aren't up to speed anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Like, if you... So I, I had... Um, when I was doing the statistics for that show, I'm looking at it, and it's like, you're, you're right. The defending champs, like... Almost never. Sometimes. I think um, Argentina maybe did it once. Or not Argentina, Paraguay. I think Paraguay did it once. And somebody Iruguay. else did it once, that they won two in a row.
1: Uruguay um, Ir- has done it, and Brazil has done it, and they might be the only ones.
0: Yeah. But, you know, a team that has just been to the world, to the finals, the not the, the last time around, but the one before that or even before that is more likely to win than the defending champ. Yeah. So the, so when I was doing it, I'm looking back at previous world cups and I was like, well, France, France falls into that category. They had, they lost to Italy in 2006. So it's been about 10, it's been 12 years since the last time they were there. Um, Mm -hmm. I forgot what some of the other statistics were. They were obviously a top – were they top five? Yeah, top five team in mm-hmm. the world. Um, yeah. They just – everything sort of just leaded to them. Now, there was a second team that I said had an equal chance of making it, and that was Spain. And Spain, of course, miserably um, didn't even make <laughs> it past the, the knockout stage. I, I'm sorry, yeah. not – didn't make it to the knockout stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, Tim. I gotta say, I'm impressed. I never thought I knew this much about soccer until this conversation.
1: See that? Look at look at you. <laughs> this, uh, I think this podcast is opening your eyes to a uh, it
0: it really is
1: sports world.
0: I tried NASCAR. I tried Formula One for the podcast, and that just failed. Like I mm. just there's no you know what the one thing I like about Formula One the races I could care less about the races. It's all the um it's all the money that that goes into it like this team pumped out this much to do this to this car. I'm like, what? Cause it's the same, it's like the same two or three teams that uh, always, right. win. it's always like Ferrari always wins. You know, that's basically, that's basically Formula One. So um, I got, I got a little bit into the background stuff about that, but I, the races I could care less about.
1: Yeah. Um, you would never think that much money goes into it. I do think Formula One is cool with the, the different types of racetracks and everything, you know, NASCAR, you know, not to disrespect it, I think, but it's it's kind of always an oval. it's always left turns. those are all the jokes you always hear but yeah Formula One has a nice variety of uh different tracks with different you know designs and everything. So yeah. that part of it, at least. it's cool
0: i mean so um for a while, <clears throat> I think they were talking about doing they're they're talking about putting a race in downtown Miami. They're gonna have a Formula One race. Oh. And then, But they already have the race of the Americas or whatever the heck it's called. Um, right. And that's in like the middle of nowhere in the desert. Um, so if that were to happen, America would be the only country with two races. They're trying to grow the sport here. Once again, this is where the money is. Yeah. You want to grow your sport, You're an international sport, you want to grow? Make it grow here because we're stubborn. Yeah. And when we like something, we just throw money at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at this jersey. The Penguins don't even wear this jersey anymore, but it's awesome. And I will yeah. I will throw my money at it. I'm not even a Chicago Cubs fan, okay? I just bought this because we were in Chicago and we went to a Cubs game. So I'm like, I'm going to buy a hat. That's you right.
1: I've still got mine in the
0: car. I think I'm making a good point. I don't really know. I'm just saying things right now.
1: No, we're, uh, we're definitely, you know, the the sports and in general, the media capital of the world. So obviously all the the big things that come in are all going to come through us. So if you can break in here then it's a
0: yeah.
1: It's a good way to to grow yourself.
0: I've met a lot of people that don't understand sports as well. Um will watch like the Super Bowl or the World Series and make a joke like, "Well, how can you say they're world champions if they only play teams from here?" And like, "Well, where do all the best players in the game go?" Exactly. You know? I just read ESPN just did a um they do so that you know they do the thirty for thirty podcasts, and I can't yes. believe I'm promoting a competitor, a, a competitors podcast on my show right now. <laughs> but I will because because I, I it makes my point. Um, they just did one on Hideo Nomo, and and him oh, coming yes. from Japan to here, awesome. But it, it's you know it's all about like eventually the best players make their way here,
1: right?
0: You know, mm-hmm. saying even in soccer, I mean we're kind of the retirement home. For uh, the big names, but I'll take it.
1: To an extent, I'm I'm excited about the future, though, because as you mentioned, you like the promotion relegation idea of it. We can get to that point eventually. We just have to, you know, build up the infrastructure, and we need to keep developing, you know, the the USL and these other lower divisions, so that we can have a lot of teams capable of making the jump to the MLS.
0: I feel like that wouldn't work. I mean, to, we have we have promotion relegation to a degree. Like, certain teams now that play did used to play in Tier 2, Orlando City, uh, the Whitecaps in Vancouver. Like, those are some examples. I think the Sounders, too. Were they Tier 2 at one point?
1: Uh, either the Sounders or the Timbers. One of them was,
0: yeah. I think. Um, you no, know, the Timbers definitely were. So, uh, mm. you have promotion to a degree. Um, but the problem is, is, let's say, so it was a big deal a few years, it was it two years ago, Newcastle. Right, fell from tier one to tier two. They're one of those teams that have never dropped, and they did. Right. What happens if a team with a gorgeous, gigantic stadium like LA or um, Atlanta, Red Bulls, somebody likes them, drops to tier two? They're making, they're bringing in less money. Fans are going to want to go see their team. Americans aren't even going to understand. Well, why is my team a, basically a minor league team now? You know. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a huge financial hit and that's part of the reason why it's not going to happen here anytime soon. We just we don't have everything built up. We don't have enough interest in the sport where we can say, okay, this team went down this year. let's let's throw all our support at them and make sure we go right back up again the next year. That's what happened with New- with Newcastle. they they spent their money, they they worked their way and they got right back up to the Premier League now.
0: Yeah it's just, I feel like it's just too different to work here. Like I said, we're stubborn. Um, yeah, it's
1: you know the playoff format is something that works here and it's exciting, so there's really no reason to change it.
0: That's another thing I don't like. I don't like MLS's playoff format. You have no. you have a single game knockout, right? Single game elimination. Then you have two aggregate, whatever you want to call them, aggregate games, right? Mm-hmm. Where you play two games, the most goals between those two games moves on, and right. then you just go ahead and have a one single knockout game. Like, make up a mind. It's, it's. I don't know. I know hockey used to be that way where it was an aggregate, um, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. They moved, they moved to a series format, but that can't work for soccer because you're only playing, like, one game a week. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's more exciting if you just have one knockout game ended there.
1: But. Yeah, I, I think the aggregate format is fair because, you know, each team gets to play one home game, so there's not as much of a home field advantage and that kind of discrepancy. And then you get to the championship, and it's one game, winner takes all. Yeah. So
0: I think it works. Do they play their championship at a neutral site?
1: I I actually don't know for sure. I I think they do, because that.
0: How does that? Because how does that I'm make money? I'm that. I'm not sure. We're gonna let's see. Whoever finds the first wins. Yeah, I
1: want to look that up because I I feel like I looked into this in the past and I don't remember. Yeah. Sure
0: site, say MLS Cup caught between a rock and a hard place. That's the first thing I found. Yeah. Uh, okay,
1: so the first thing that came up was from MLS Soccer two days ago. Red Bull Arena or Mercedes-Benz Stadium to host 2018 MLS Cup. But I don't know if that's just because they had the best records or... Yeah, I guess they... Yeah, it says the team with the higher number of points during the regular season earns the right to host MLS Cup. Okay. And with the New York Red Bulls and Atlanta United both collecting more points than either Sporting Kansas City or Portland Timbers, we know that the match will be hosted by the winner of the Eastern Conference Championship. Okay. So they still do home field advantage for the final.
0: That's good, though. You can't, because it's really hard to have a neutral site, a sport like soccer where, again, not every team fills the seats. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you might be biased to this because you live in New York, but you're a, you know, you're a, um, you're a soccer fan. So I'm sure you hear more people talk about soccer than most. But like, Mm -hmm. okay, me being here in Philadelphia, right? The union made the playoffs this year. I maybe met one person, two people. I met two people who cared. And they're actually like major soccer fans. Like, nuts. The casual person, like, couldn't even tell you where um, where the Union play. By the way, they're called the Philly Union, but they play an hour outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> they play in Westchester. Right. Um, but that's a whole different. That's a story for a different day. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think the neutral site thing really depends. I mean, for for UEFA with the Champions League, because it's a continental event, I think it makes sense to have you know a neutral site host it because you'll have both teams coming from wherever. Yeah. They'll fill for seas. For MLF, I think it's, it's hard to have these fans follow a team for the whole season and then you get to the finals and they don't get a chance to see their team play at home for the championship.
0: Yeah. You you called it UEFA. Is that how you're supposed to say it? Or is that just how the fancy British announcers say it?
1: They It's just that's the way they pronounce it. They just say UEFA. UEFA.
0: I always thought it was UEFA. Yeah. That needs a better name too.
1: Although it's mm. not as
0: bad as CONCACAF. What, CONCACAF.
1: That's CONCACAF isn't great. CONMEBOL is pretty bad, too. That's South America. Oh,
0: really? So for yeah. those at home that don't understand what words we're saying come out of our mouth, so UEFA is the name of, you know, the collection of European uh, independent teams and leagues, right? That's UEFA. Yeah. For... So FIFA is the governing body for the right. entire world. Right.
1: UEFA is Europe's continental governing body. Then CONCACAF is North America, CONMEBOL is South America, AFC is Africa. What's Asia? Then, Asia is mostly irrelevant. <laughs> but um, that's fair. They they a lot of times they just call them like Oceania, like that kind of area where like yeah. Australia, New Zealand, those kind of areas.
0: Who hosts the next World Cup?
1: Qatar hosts 2022, and oh, then
0: we Oh, that's host. right! Oh, that's a whole other mess in itself. That's is that know, thing still happening? They're building those stadiums in like hundred degree heat. People are like dying to build
1: soccer stadiums in hundred degree heat with migrant slave workers in towns that don't even exist yet.
0: Qatar is so fascinating. So the story yeah. of Qatar is. That you know, back in back in the day, like Saudi Arabia, all those other local countries, um, are making boatloads of money selling oil. Qatar doesn't have any oil, they found natural gas and they tried to sell that. And nobody needs natural gas, suddenly, everybody wants natural gas. And Qatar, Qatar, whatever you want to call it, becomes the richest country in the world, yeah, it, overnight,
1: and using it to buy up everything,
0: yeah. So, I mean, just like, um, like in Dubai, where, um, like you look at the city 20 years ago 15 years ago and it's like a dirt path and a few shacks you know now you have these massive skyscraper towers that's what what Qatar is essentially becoming
1: yeah it was all desert and now they're just these these giant robust cities that just pop up out of nowhere
0: do you think they bought the world cup bid yes yeah okay, many good.
1: people have came out and said it yeah they they bribed many they bribed a couple of uh, uefa officials and they made sure that they won that bid. Crazy. They stole it from us. I'm pretty she sure stole it from us and they stole it from Japan. Japan also had a yeah. a good opportunity. They had a they had a really cool presentation actually. They had this idea where they wanted to use holograms and say, "Okay, so if if the game is if the World Cup final, let's say, is being held like in a stadium that's like all the way down south in Japan, someone up north can just go to one of any one of the other stadiums. In the country and you know go to like an actual game and they just watch the holograms play
0: no way does that work yeah. they have the technology, the technology for that? that
1: they've been developing that technology that's what they wanted to have ready by 2022
0: why didn't they do that that would make so much money
1: of course but the uh the officials were uh bribed too easily of course
0: well i'm glad they i'm i'm Pretty sure the second time around, they were like, we're just going to give the U.S. the World Cup because we don't want to deal with this anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: So they kind of gave it to us, although we did a joint bid. So it's not just us. It's us, Canada and Mexico sharing. Right. But I think like I think 80 percent of them are going to be in the United States because, again, we have the infrastructure. That's
1: how they've been, you know, laying it out is about 80% for us and then 10% each for Mexico and Canada.
0: I'm totally going to go to a game.
1: Oh, you have to. You can't miss that. Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. The last time we hosted, we were three years old.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Just a little tot. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Just kicking uh, a ball for the first time.
0: Tim, I'm going to wrap things up. Any, uh, any burning things that you want to talk about or do we kind of – hit all of the problems.
1: Um I think we've we've mostly addressed it. I mean the the whole you know 2022 World Cup thing with Qatar is all sorts of issues that would take another couple of hours to sort through and it's just such a mess for so many different reasons that it's
0: We'll have to do a different day for that. I'm going to make a note. Yeah. I'm going to pencil you in, Tim. <laughs> World Cup chat. We'll, we'll have to do another one of these not for this long though but hmm. there it is tim world cup chat oh you're reading that backwards aren't you and my handwriting's not fantastic oh did we lose tim oh my god we lost tim well this is a perfect way to end the show folks <laughs> thank you tim even though you're just a frozen screen in front of me <laughs> All right, thank you to Tim uh, for joining us today, and thank you to all of our regular uh, people who are involved with the show, including Johanna Albert. She is the uh, the content editor for the program. She's also helped design our logo. The music for this podcast is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Once again, thank you, as usual, to our social media warriors, which usually include Mary Kay Albert, Lois Butler, Joe Calabro. Um, And maybe there were some others this week. I'm really sorry. Uh, Again, I didn't really script this ahead of time. So I'm just kind of winging it. Um, If you would like to have your name or comment, a question, something on the show, email us. SportsRxPodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, all of that fun stuff. Um, Just type in SportsRxPodcast with Nick Drago. Hit that subscribe button. Remember to like, comment, share, email Tweet at us, bleep at us, deepity deep at us. I don't even know. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, so I'm pretty, I guess that means I'm wrapping up the show. Uh, It was great. Probably we'll have again to have an unscripted show next week because it's Thanksgiving and life is just crazy. But you know what? Who cares? Let's have some fun and let's talk some sports right here next week. I hope you'd enjoy this one. If you didn't, I'm really sorry. (laughs) All right, that's all the time I have for today. Thank you for stopping by, friends. Have a good night.